Well, hello, my scary friends, and welcome back to Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and we've got a great surprise for you today, girls and guys. Hoo-hoo-hoo. Hello, everybody. It's nice to be back. It has been a minute. For those of you who don't know, I am Lexi, the co-host of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, it took her a while, but she's back, so she'll probably be coming in more often now. Yes, my so. goal is to do at least two every month with you guys. So. Yes, yeah, so she'll be back. Yes, I, I think will. everybody will like that. I think yeah. everybody's missed you. Yeah, I missed everybody too. So, and I've been <laughs> trying to do it. Here's our goal: I've been trying to get everybody to get us up over five thousand downloads and five hundred up to maybe five hundred followers, and they're doing a good job. Just yeah, want to say thanks to everybody. Mm-hmm. The numbers are getting bigger and bigger, and I just think it's awesome. Cause like me and Lexi say, I do this at home. I do everything myself. I don't pay for anything. I pay for everything myself. I don't make any money off of it. And the numbers you just keep being awesome. It's good. It's really good. I like where we're going. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a slow snowball going down a hill. It's gathering speed slowly. Slowly but surely. But yeah, we're ready to do some stories. I'm still going to be covering some stuff in Alabama, and she's got some stuff. But uh, well, I guess we'll uh, get started. Okay, I'll go first. And our first story from Stephen Labooth is Bear Creek. I can't even talk. <laughs> Bell Creek, Bear Creek, <laughs> Bear Creek Swamp, and pa- uh, Prattville, Alabama. Local ghost tales are never complete without a local legend. And Bear Creek Swamp holds that title. Off of County Road 3, there is a long dirt road converted into an area, an an, uh, error mist, an eerie mist. Turning on it, you will find yourself traveling in a dark marsh, marshland Keep your eyes uh, peeled as they uh, as the wet, as this wetland road is a home to ghostly lights, Silver War soldiers, uh, phantom vehicles, and famous creepy porcelain dolls. That would creep me to fuck out if I was driving down the road and the pr- uh, doll was walking. I'd run up and kick the damn thing. Or run it, would it scare over. Me. I hate the porcelain dolls. Neither yes, ones I've ever gotten creepy. that high. I can't look at them. I hate them. They're creepy to me. Yeah. Uh, the land was originally occupied by the Creek Indian tribes, who are often blamed for it being such a creepy, haunted location. Locals claim to see cars traveling at a high rate of speed down the road, only to vanish into the darkness late at night. So. Oh. Watch out when you're traveling down that road at night. <laughs> Others claim to see apparitions of Creek Indians, silver, uh, Civil War era soldiers, and nearly oh, and early white settlers near the near these swamps. But the most famous uh, lore is the spirit of a woman who is looking for her lost child. It is said that if you call out. We have your baby three times. Her spirit will come and attack you. 
Oh, that's awesome. I recommend someone to do that for me. <laughs> and in 2014, the police were called out to the swamp by the locals when they found when they what they found was a was completely unsettling. The disem disincented. Oh, they descended upon 21 porcelain dolls hanging by bamboo uh, stakes sticking out of the uh, swamp water. Oh, that's oh, nice. <laughs> what, what the wow. fuck? Yeah, that would be uh, Yeah. That would creep me out. I'll definitely leave the swamp that day. Same. I've been out of there. To this day, no one has figured out who created the creepy uh, doll graveyard. But the police believe it was some sort of Halloween prank. The locals, however, are not sure. Oh. Okay, here's some more on it. The The team of Deep South Paranormal wrote, Among the legends of Bear Swamp that keep many driving there, or driving through the area after dark or... Rumors of phantom cars that speed by only to fade into the darkness. A four-foot apparition that appears in front of your vehicle and floating orbs of lights. Oh, that's great. Yeah, lovely. Uh-uh. Yeah, okay. I would not be going. I mean, I'd be. I'd be out. Yeah, I'd be like, sorry. Where was I at? Floating orbs. Okay. In addition, <laughs> many claim the swamp, which was, was originally a... Uh, Occupied by the Creek Indian tribe, is haunted by the ghost of Greek in of Creek Indians, early settlers, and fallen soldiers. Of course, I've already said that. More disturbing uh, rumors, however, tells of the ghost of a mother, of course, looking for her baby. Nice. And let me make sure this don't say the same crap. Yeah, this one says pretty much the same thing. Of a uh, Cars and stuff, and a woman looking for her baby. So if you're ever there, go down a Bear Creek, uh, Bear Creek Swamp, <laughs> and tell me about it. Tell us about it. Tell us how it is. Okay, so my stuff is a little bit of a mixture. I have like a handful of ghost stories, and then I started looking into the UK, like stuff over there, and I think all of the stories I have are in Brazil. That's fine. I've been doing other country stuff, too. I've been kind of doing it that different. Yeah, well, I tried changing up some stuff, and then I was going to do, like, my normal stuff, because I'm really into, like, all the haunted hospitals and, like, all this, that. That's, like, my go-to stuff. And yeah. I wanted to find some, like, haunted, um, like, vet places or stuff, because, like, stuff's happened to me at my work, my old work. And, like, I wanted to see if anybody else had anything, but I haven't found anything on it, so I've been just trying to... Probably get back into doing the St. Asylums and, like, hospitals and old, like, urban legends and stuff like that. Because I really like doing that stuff, so. That's what I'll do. But. Like, around Christmas, I was doing the different, you know, uh, stories they have around Christmas, how different cultures are. Because, oh, like, yeah. Germany has Krumpus. You know, I think we're the only country that really don't have a uh, creepy Santa Claus that comes and gets you or anything. Yeah, well... In other countries, though, they, there's a lot of legends of that. Oh, really? Urban legends, yeah. Because that's how they used to scare their kids to be good all the fucking year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's crazy. I always scare the, scare the kids with the Krampus movie. Yeah. I'm like, he's going to get you. <laughs> all right. 
You want me to go ahead and go? Yes. Okay. All right. So this first one is going to be about a woman named Anna Elizabeth Young. Basically, she ran a group um, that she called the House of Prayer for All People. And it was in Florida. I don't know how to say the, like, city. So I'm not even going to try. But it's in Florida. It was in Florida. And that was during the 1980s and the 1990s. Um, it was her home, basically, and she converted it into this. Like, she lived there, but it was a house, like a home for people, too. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, she opened up her home as a child care center, and, you know, parents were very happy to drop their kids off. They didn't, like, have any worries about leaving them or anything because she seemed super nice and Christian and just the perfect babysitter. Well, apparently, um, she offered, like, overnight babysitting into her home and she made that like their religious boarding school so like she would take kids overnight um they so after that um she told the followers or like the children that were there um they called she called them their followers she said that if they misbehaved um it meant that the devil was inside of them oh my god she would exercise these kids like do some like witchy shit on these kids and like torture them and everything um the kids didn't know about that like not the kids the parents didn't know about that for a while and apparently she's been doing it out of her house since like 1960 and this place opened in like 1980 like as the actual business um in 1992 young Young gave a child a bath, but instead of, you know, using soap and water, used chemicals all over this child's body. Wow. So it burnt his skin, and the parents were able to notice, you know, like once they got home, what happened with him. Um, Young ended up being charged with child abuse, but ran from Florida to avoid the arrest, and she was finally caught and sentenced to six months in prison in 2001. And then... 2017 she was 75 years old and she was charged with murder for the death of a toddler who had been tortured and starved wow um god and they please believe there could be like many many more abuse victims and stuff like that and um a lot of adults are coming up now and like saying stuff and giving them more evidence but i read that and i was like oh my god <coughs> she's like legit had her own little cult going on yeah. and was like doing shit to these kids that's crazy because you don't know how people really are behind closed doors. Yeah, like up front, she looked like a perfect babysitter. The, yeah. You know, American woman dream or whatever you want to call it. But like behind closed doors, she was, yeah. she was awful. Like, oh, look at me. I'm nice and innocent, but I'm going to put the devil in your baby. <laughs> yeah. Basically. So. That's nuts. You going to do another one? or? I would say, do you want me to do another one? Yeah. This one's going to be kind of a shorty, but... This Shorty but goody. One. The other one was kind of just sad. <laughs> okay. So this is um, a story that I found online, just like a creepy ghost story. Um, this person was laying in bed one night. You know, when you're laying in bed, it's like pitch black. You really can't see anything. Yeah. She said the only light coming in was from under the door from like the bathroom light or the kitchen light or something like that. Um, and she noted that her mom was living with her right now because they like were in the middle of moving and stuff like that they were both in the same room this girl looks up at the door and it slowly creeps creaks open and then an oldish woman like peers around the door so like legit in the movies how you just see hands sorry and a face pop around the door that's like what happened oh and it F looked, that. yeah it made eye contact with her eye contact with her looked at her and like backed up and shut the door 
F fuck no. Hell no. Oh, I'd yeah, be gone. No. I'd say, screw this shit. Nope, well, I'm done. Can't lady, do it anymore. <laughs> no. The lady thought that it was a nightmare. Woke up and like, she thought it was a nightmare. Turned around and looked at her mom. And her mom was like, did you just see someone peer around the door? Like, whispered it to her. Like, they both looked at each other slowly, That's basically. Crazy. And was like, wow. So, I would have crapped my pants. I would have, too. Sorry, we were taking a picture. <laughs> I forgot. I forget. I don't know. I forget to do this for uh, Facebook. For Facebook. All right. Well, those are those two for right now. If you want to go next, I have. Two yes, more after that. we'll take a little break real quick, and we will be right back. Well, how's everybody doing today? This is good old friend Uncle Dickie from Borderline Texas Trash. The most popular podcast in the world today. It's climbing up the charts faster than freaking slime on a stein, baby. Well, if you're wondering, what the hell is Borderline Texas Trash about? And who is it, some bitch Uncle Boo? Well, Uncle Boo is the most recognizable voice in podcasting today, baby. We're going to get funky like a monkey on some ton of greens. I'm coming in on white lightning, baby, on a silver saddle to bring you the best of Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I'm your host of the show, Uncle Boo. We go over everything. We do a little bit of politics at the end, but not much. I don't step into that bullshit a whole lot. But we have fun. I go over stupid world news of the day, talk about uh, stuff from the past, what the cost of living or stuff was like that. And we just talk about all sorts of fucking fun facts, do a little joking around. And my niece joins the show sometimes. We do a little segment called Ash Handy's Garage on Friday nights, baby. That's our live show we do sometimes. And then I got the uncle that I talked to down in uh, Boothville, Louisiana. And he calls sometimes. We have a little show called Uncle Dickie's Corner. So you guys come check out Texas Borderline, Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I know you will love it. We are on every platform you can think of. Spotify, Stitcher. Pandora, iHeart, uh, I mean, we're on everything. We're even on Podbean, man. We even got our own YouTube channel. We even got an Instagram account, and we got our Facebook account. So go check us out, man, and come listen to the show. You'll get to listen to Ash Handy, Uncle Boo, Uncle Dicky, and all the most recognizable voices in this motherfucking podcast in the world today, babies. Because we will get funky like a monkey, I guarantee it. Let's just say, baby, I've wine and dined with kings and queens, slept in dumpsters, ate pork and beans, baby. But I am your host of the show, Uncle Boo, Borderline Texas Trash. Don't forget about it. If you want to listen to a show to just get your mind off this crazy world and all the COVID and politics bullshit, <coughs> come check my show out. Come check me and my crazy family out. Some of the shit we do, we do live uh, shows from the barbecue. So I'll see you later. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that commercial. Now, you got to give me a minute reading this one. It's kind of fucking small print. I might say screw it and not read it and just read the other one, but it's really short. See, and I got my bifocals on, but it's pretty small. Here, you can you read that? Yeah. Okay, okay. she's going to read this. I'll read the next one. This is the Kennedale Inn, or the Kennedale Manor Inn. The Kennedale Manor Inn. Now a private residence, this 1872 building was once used as an inn. 
in Ulafia. Yeah. Ulafia. It is said to be haunted by a woman named Annie, who was the nursemaid and caretaker for the manor's former owner. Pasquez has also... Sorry. Past (laughs) guests have also reported seeing the ghost of a woman in in a Victorian dress and a little girl on the porch in the the downstairs area. Oh, that's nice. Wow, lovely. I must go there. Another spirit belonging to a man with a tall hat has been seen in the parlor doorway. Ooh. Though he always vanishes before too long. Maybe I it's Abraham that said Lincoln. Tail for a minute, and I oh was gosh, like, "What's a, a tail, tail hat?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" Um, is this one part of it too? Yeah. Okay, so I guess this is like a little side story about it. Um, Pretty small, ain't it? Yeah, no, I'm trying because I don't want to like. I'll just read it how it is then. I was trying to, yeah. I honestly, without a doubt, saw a little girl in a full-length antique swing antique swing mirror as I looked onto the window of Kennedale's manor one day in about 1988 to 1989. I was about 12 and my house was being remodeled and so no one was there. There is a porch all the way around the house and some of antique furniture is still there. I stared in one of the windows on the west side and a little girl maybe 8 to 9 years old with long long brown braids was standing in a chair looking at me. She was content to look as long as I would stay there, but it didn't take me long to bolt away. My grandmother lived across the street, so Kennedale Manor was a common sight. To this day, no, the one occurrence makes me believe that there are spirits among us that we don't see aside from situations like this. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. Always seeing... I'm going to do this one too. You got yeah, this. since you did this one. And then I'll do my uh, next one real quick. It's All a right. small one. Kennedale Manor is haunted by a spirit of a woman named Annie who served... Yeah, that's so. What All we the just same said. crap. Yeah, I um, try to read that. I try to make sure I catch that crap when I'm re- when I uh, copy it, so I don't copy the same crap twice. Oh, you're good. Um, the end isn't currently accepting guests as it is a private home now. But oh, still, that's creepy though because that's still creepy. A private creepy. home. They're probably like, you know what? I don't want a liability here. You know, so um, they might have made it to a private because of all the shit happening. In yeah. It. But, too, if I had a place like that, I would turn it into, like, a paranormal place. I'd oh, let you come spend the night. I would 100% do that. That'd be awesome. It would. Okay, our next story is Huggin' Molly. Huggin' Molly. Molly is in uh, Abbeville, Alabama. The uh, generations of a- uh, Abbeville children have listened, have listened wide, have... <laughs> Listened all their life to the parent to their parents tell the story of hugging Molly. They have hurried home one night, late only by the uh, lit only by the moon's light. So basically, they was heading home one night, and all the light they had, only light they had, was uh, the moon. Because back then there wasn't electricity, guys. And certain they saw something in the uh, shadows. Afraid she would be uh, around the next corner. The versions of who Huggin' Molly actually was vary. But one frequent description depicts her as a giant of a woman. Maybe uh, seven feet tall. And as big around as a bell of cotton. Oh my god. Damn. She's like an Amazon bitch. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Some say her ghost 
still walks the streets of Abbeville late at night, late in the night, sweeping her black skirt as she uh, goes. Ooh. If she, if she happens upon, if she happens to come upon you, she chases you down, gives you a hug, uh, a huge hug, and screams in your ear. Well, that's just fucking nice. Let me give <laughs> so you a hug great. and scream in your ear. Why would you chase someone for a hug and then scream in their ear? Maybe that's why she got killed or whatever happened to her, because she was running around hugging people and screaming in their ear. Oh, I'd punch would, her too. That made me mad. I don't know if I want to be that. I don't know if I want to go see that ghost. <laughs> That'd be kind of annoying. I wouldn't want to either. Jimmy Rain of uh, Amy of Abbeville, an Abbeville native and longtime resident, grew up hearing the legends of uh, Hugging Molly. For him and his friends, she was as real as the trees that rustled in the wind at night. Anybody who grew up in Abbeville grew up uh, knowing the legend of Hugging Molly. Jimmy says it's your uh, mother or dad didn't uh, want you to know out about stuff in the dark. They uh, tell you hugging Molly would get you and you'd believe it too. So basically they grew up telling their kids that to scare the shit out of them. But oh. it might be true too. Oh, so it's like a urban legend kind of thing. Yeah, but people I guess have had reports of her uh, of seeing her for hugging and screaming yeah. people's ear. One night, Jimmy and one of his good friends, Tommy Murphy, heard the story from uh, Tommy's dad. He told them he knew hugging Molly, and was, she was she was real because she had sprung them from the shadows and hugged and hugged them one night. They were convinced it had be it had to be true. Ooh, so his dad, that thing came out of the shadows and hug them so she don't really chase you down either she'll do both i take it either chase you down or jump out of the shadows hmm. to this day uh hearts beat faster as the moon rises in the sky over abbeville hugging molly dressed in all black would uh show up at any time nice and this is a separate one but it's kind of it's a i'll do it next all right, well, I'm going to do probably two, because mine are weird, like, one's long, one's short, one's long, one's short, so, like, I have to go back and look, but, okay, this is another, um, one, like, someone's telling it, so I'm telling it from their point of view. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I looked in the corner of my room and saw a hooded figure next to my dresser. At first, I thought it was just some clothes hanging off my dresser, but then it turned, and I saw red eyes staring at me. Yeah. I immediately jumped off my bed and turned on the lights. Nope, I'm out. Yeah, I would have honestly probably went under my covers and cried. There was no clothes hanging off my dresser, and I would have just brushed it off as a bad dream, but then I saw my dog staring at the corner where she had saw this figure at. I was outside of the room, and I kept calling her to come out, but she would not stop staring where I had seen the hooded figure. She did not react at all to me calling her, and I finally went back into my room and yanked her off the bed. I slept in the living room the rest of the night, and my dog slept in my parents' room for the rest of her life. Now, I, when I read that, I'm not really too sure what that means. Yeah. Like, did the dog die? Is she just, like, stuck there all yeah, night? Yeah, still there or what? Like, 
I didn't really get that, but it was kind of creepy to me because I've woken up numerous times and seen like, excuse me, you see like a figure or something. Yeah. So I was like, mm, that's nice. <laughs> see red eyes, that'll really crap my pants. Uh, yeah, that would flip out. All right, so this one's from a hospital. Um, it's another story from somebody. Um, there was this nurse, and one night she was working on oncology at the hospital she used to work at. She was given a patient who was passing away and has been unconscious for, like, several days. At one point during the night, the nurse went into the room where the patient was, um... And she was, so the patient, like, was at the top of the bed. I don't know. She, one part of her was, like, all the way up to, like, she was scrunched up in a ball on the top of the bed. Oh, yeah. Um, she looked at her and, like, was like, are you okay? And the lady goes, don't let them take me. Um, then she, the nurse was like, well, who's going to take you? And she said, that black thing up there, pointing to the ceiling, um, mm. and then she like died <laughs> within like five minutes after saying that. So that's creepy. Uh, that's stuff like that. I can never be like, yeah. I, I couldn't work in a hospital. To do yeah. That. Mm. Me neither. Cause you know, there's gotta be some stuff there because so many people died there. Yeah. You know, do you want me to do another one? I got one. I got a shorty. Then a decent sized one, and then a little shorty. So I got three left. Okay, yeah, I have, like, yeah, it's, I can go ahead and do another one. Alrighty. Okay, so this is also someone telling a story, so I'm going to read it from there. I heard an interesting story a few weeks ago. Part of the hospital was being rebuilt. This are talking about a hospital. Um, the part of the hospital is being rebuilt and was facing onto. Um, this uh, spot in the hospital, like where you know how, like if you, it's a certain section they had to work out. So like they call that a yeah. unit. I was facing this unit, so like the hospital was getting remodeled, and like where the remodeling was happening, it was right across from this unit. Um, a nurse was doing something near the window because there's a window that you can see like into the other part where they're restoring it. Um, and she saw two people moving into one of the clinic rooms. Um, that they were, like, building and stuff like that. And it was after hours, like, even if one of them had been open before, they shouldn't have anybody be in there because clinic was shut down. Um, she called a colleague over to see if she saw what she was saying. They did. They called security who go over to check out the room. Nobody was in there. And then the nurses start seeing these two people moving around again. And they call security again. But this time, one of them goes into the room, and one of them stays at the window with the nurses. Well... They were talking on the radio and like, are you okay? Do you see anything? And the one that was in the uh, area of the hospital that they were fixing didn't see anything. But the guy that was in the, like, where the window was looking at him said that he saw two people, like, right next to the security guard. But, like, the security guard who was actually over there didn't see anything or feel anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. I was like, wow. That's kind of like when people seeing stuff on the security camera. But the people out there don't see it. Yeah. Because there was uh, one like that on that show I watch, Paranormal Caught on Tape, on Mm -hmm. video. It was crazy because he uh, told his uh, partner to go outside and check over. And you could see on the the security camera, everywhere that guy was walking around, that... (laughs) I didn't uh, mean to go that low. (laughs) 
that a guard couldn't see the figure out there, but she could clearly see it on the camera. But the guy out there couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really creepy to me. I was like, uh, I would not want to have been in that room. All right. Well, I'm going to do one more. I'm going to do a story, and then we'll take a little break, and then we'll be back. But I'm going to do my story real quick. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I have one more ghost one, and then I have four, like, the ones that are in Brazil. All right. This is the Witch of Hints Roads, Gadsden, Alabama. Of Hides Roads. I'm sorry. Okay, the story goes, there was a witch that lived in a, they say a witch, but there was a woman that lived in a tiny shack back in the woods off of uh, Hines, of Hines Road. It's told, uh, it's told Ben, what? It's told Ben her, that don't make any sense. It's told that she was an old mystic an old mystic went by, and she went by the name of Torbit, that sold her soul to the devil. It is said she would kill those foolish enough to venture upon Hence, hence uh, Road in search of her while drinking and bathing in, her, in their blood. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> maybe she was a witch. I just thought it was one of them, you know. Yeah. People, you know, back then they accused you, you know, and a lot of uh, innocent people were not witches, but they, apparently this woman was. Uh, four years, for years, cho- children went, uh, went missing. For years, the adults were too afraid to venture upon uh, hunts to call out for the witch. Until 1939, when the current mayor sent a uh, mob after her. They found uh, more more horrors than the witch that included a uh, pond filled filled with blood, body parts, and still whole bodies of children. Oh, my God. Wow. 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 That's nice. Yeah. Fantastic. The men also came upon a cave with a uh, foul stench. Only one of the men uh, ventured into the cave, and when the man came out, he never spoke of what he saw in the cave. The cave, because it was so uh, just, it was so scary what he seen in there. When the man finally arrived at the uh, witch's cabin, they found a beautiful young woman with long black hair and uh, uh, beautiful eyes, naked and covered in blood. The man asked the woman, "Are you the one they call the uh, witch, Torbid?" And the woman replied without a hesitation, It is I. <coughs> oh, no. Wow. Nope, nope, nope. The man then uh, threw the uh, flames on her and her cabin and watched as both burnt to ashes. It is said people could hear her uh, cackling as, as the flames got bigger and the smoke rose from the uh, mountain. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And here are the claims today. You can still hear, you can still see her ghostly cabin in the woods and see the spirit of the witch dancing around it. Orbs have been seen floating across the pond. 
now filled with water. Orbs are said to be the uh, spirits of children killed by the witch. And the spirit of the uh, witch can sometimes be seen near the pond, dipping her hands and pouring water all over her herself as if it were still full of bl- uh, blood. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The, ca- <laughs> the cave still has a nasty stench to it, even though the cops have uh, been in there and cleaned it all out and all that. The mm. uh, foul stench, those who venture too far enough into the cave will not speak of what they see. One young woman found herself brave enough to venture into the cave and claimed to have have seen a been seen alive and standing uh, skin dog smelling of rotting flesh growling at her. Ew. Oh my god. F that. Nope. 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 Alright, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. You ever look up at the sky at night and look at the stars and wonder, are we the only ones really out here? Have you ever wondered how much our government hides from us? Have you ever wondered why so many mysteries go unsolved? What really happens? What's the clues? What's the evidence? Ever wonder if Bigfoot or Mothman is real? Then, if so... Come listen to this podcast called What's Really, really, out, really there? out There. And I am your host, Stephanie Booth. And, and I am your father. co-host, Stephen Booth, Hafaja. And if you're into UFOs, unsolved urban le- murders, unsolved mysteries, mysteries uh, unexplained stuff that happened, urban legends, we're into all of that conspiracy stuff too we go dive into that so if you're looking for a new podcast that tells that kind of stuff then you uh, need to listen to what's, what's really, really out, out there. there and we are on spotify and iheart and pandora i think but we are pretty much on every platform mm-hmm. we have a youtube channel too or channel so go check that out it's called what's really out there so come check us out once again I'm your co-host, Stephen Booth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Booth. And this is What's What's Really Really Out There. There. We'll see you at the next episode, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we are back, everybody. And Lexi's going to go. All right. So this is the last, like, ghost story I have. The other ones are, like, haunted places. But um, this is from somebody else. My mother-in-law has been a CNA for 15-ish years, and like many new CNAs, one of their first jobs was at a nursing home for the elderly. Soon before patients at that nursing home passed, they would complain about children playing outside the window in the big, like, in nursing homes they have, like, one big area they all go together. Oh, yeah. And that area being noisy um, in the, like, dead of the night, like, in the 12 o'clock night when everyone's asleep kind of thing. Oh, yeah. But then patients would comment on children playing outside the <coughs> window in the daytime, too. But there's, like, been never any children. There's, it's, like, no one else has saw it. So it was kind of weird. That is weird. But, all right, I have, that was the last, like, ghost story one I have now. So now I have four places in uh, the U.K., United Kingdom. But I also can't pronounce, like, half these. You guys know how, you guys know how I can barely talk. 
much less pronounced <laughs> stuff. So I apologize in advance. This one is about the Joma. <laughs> places. I can't ever say places. That in medicine. Joma. Yeah, Joma. Joma. Jo- Joma. <laughs> okay. It's kind of like saying yo Joe Mama, but you're saying Joe Joe Mama. Now I can't quit saying Joe Mama. Wow. Yep. Joe Mama building, guys. No. Okay. So Joe Joe Mama. Joe. Wow. <laughs> Whatever. This building is one of apparently. That's all. All these articles say it. It's one of the top haunted places in Brazil. But you know how that goes. So this place is in is in Brazil. Um, so in 1975, over 486 people died in a fire, um, that covered the 25 story building within like 20 minutes. I guess a really bad electricity issue happened and it like legit blew up the whole fucking building. Wow. So, um, after the tragedy, it was rebuilt and renamed as the, I'm sorry, the Praga D. Procadiz nuts. <laughs> the Procadiz band area. People have reportedly claimed seeing ghosts roaming around the halls and the rooms. It's also said that the mystery the mystery of 13 souls who were trapped in the elevator during the fire still haunts this place. Ooh, that would so, suck. Yeah, Could three- you imagine being stuck in a freaking elevator and it's on the buildings on fucking fire yeah at that point you try not to like that would suck i would oh my god that would suck that would really suck not only being stuck in this son of a bitch but knowing you're gonna die because there's a goddamn fire in the building you know and you just have to sit there and play the waiting game yeah fuck yeah that all right so i have another one in brazil this is the petroleum museum um also known as the imperial museum of brazil um, this museum was constructed in the middle of the 19th century, and it's one of the apparently the top haunted places in Brazil. It was built in the massive palace of Emperor Don Pedro II, whose ghost is trapped in the museum and reportedly still haunts the museum. Some have even witnessed its ghost remaining, or his ghost remaining around the place and like lurking in the dark of the night. It is one of the best haunted places in Brazil, and worth visiting for strong for the strong hearted I don't know why it says that strong strong that's how would I sound like I, I can't talk <laughs> um yeah that one I didn't really like love that one because somebody from like the 19th century haunts it yeah. that's like every place up in here now so um do you want me to do my last two and then you do your last story or what do you want uh i do my short one real quick. Okay. And then uh, you can do yours after that. All right, cool. Oh, God, it's another small-ass motherfucker, but I think I can read this one. I would say, if I need to read it, I can. Yeah, I'm just going to have to do this way. The Victoria Inn in Addiston, Alabama was built in 1888. It was the home of the prominent Aniston family before it became a restaurant in a county inn. John John McClaroy, who was a partner in the Aniston Land Company, built his home on the uh, highest hill of the 
Guantord, of Guantord Avenue. His family acquired the home for a his family lived in the home for 25 years. And in 1920, McIlroy's widow sold the house at a public auction. William, William Coleman Wilson bought the house, and he made the house his resident until 1949. Frank and Robbie Kirby became, property, became the property's uh, owners, was then purchased, oh, the next owner's, after Mills, Mr. Wilson died, after after the Kirby's died, the estate went to the uh, Hunts or went into the hands of the Methodist Church. The property was then purchased by the South Carolina de, de, uh, South Ca- Carolina developer to turn it into a uh, country inn. Julian Jenkins and. I hate this when it's that small and I gotta be like, bam. <laughs> Do you need help? Julia, where do fuck? Where do I go now? Okay, they family home owned it. Where was I at? Okay, Jenkins and the inn was donated to the Jacksonville State University Foundation by Mick uh, Mick Hoarder. The Jackson Hospital services has been connected to the management of the uh, hotel today. There are various plans for improving the hotel as the hotel's future. The hotel's restaurant is uh, beloved to be is believed to be haunted by at least one spirit. Many guests heard uh, playing in the music room, even when it was even when it was completely empty. Many witnesses have reported seeing a female figure on the upstairs landing. It's a, there is also talk about glasses cl- uh, clanking just behind the bar. The ghosts are said to be that of the uh, mansion's previous owners. <coughs> and of course, like they said, they hear uh, you know the piano playing. They can hear footsteps. And like they said, the apparition of a woman. Wow. Yeah, I don't like seeing ghosts, so I don't really know. Yeah, I'm not lying. It would be cool to own a haunted house. I would never stay in that thing, though. I w- oh, no, I would never stay there. No, I'd go there I'd during never the live day, there. and after that, I'm yeah. gone. Okay. It would be cool to have people come do their uh, paranormal stuff there. It would. It would be really, cu- really, really cute. Really cute. All right, I have two more, and then I think after that, we'll have to say goodbye. Aw. <laughs> All right, so this one's called the Dream Beach. This is also in Brazil. Um, it is said that a couple of two ghosts who unfortunately died on this beach still roam around the place. People have reportedly seen two decomposed figures appearing and disappearing into thin air. Wow. The maintenance team of the beach also says that they have heard disembodied voices and noises in the middle of the night roaming and coming from the beach. What would you do if you were just like walking down the beach and you see like two like dead people walking and then they just yeah disappeared? Gone? I'd be like, uh, what? I'd be like, this beach is not my beach no more. I'm leaving. Yeah, I'd be like, f it, I'm out of here. All right, this one is Brasilia City Hall. Um, there's been witness wi- witnesses saying that there's been ceramic cabinets, windows, and door shutting like on um 
like by themselves all time when the place is all, is empty. It also said that the Brazili- Brasilia City Brazilia. Hall- <laughs> Brasilia Brasilia you sons of bitches. <laughs> um, City Hall was formerly a mortuary, and a large number of bodies were stored here before being buried. In addition, it also burned down in igniting flames. It it burned down. Jesus. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry, guys, if we can't talk today. I don't know what it freaking is, but I guess it's just because it's lazy. It's a lazy Memorial Day. We're just hanging around the house. And God, I'm just like stuttering I left can't and right. Talk either. Like, okay. <laughs> so, it was a mortuary. Large number of bodies found in here, or not found. They were stored in here. Sorry. Um, it's been burned, and then it's been reconstructed. So a lot of a lot of stuffs little happened there. Once a man was locked down automatically in one of the rooms when the place was completely empty. So basically, this dude was in this room fixing it and doing stuff and the door shut and he got locked in yeah screw that man well and speaking of getting locked in at places i'm gonna tell my work thing real quick because that's super weird where my work is i work at a veterinary ooh lights sorry <laughs> I <work> at, <laughs> ooh lights <laughs> i work at a veterinary clinic and um there's a grooming area and then the kennel area like boarding and stuff the door to go from the treatment area to the grooming door sh- shuts because when there's groomers the groomer there there's hair everywhere we keep it shut all the time but when i'm there by myself i've been opening it well every time this past couple times i've gone there at night by myself it shuts like behind me and locks and then i have to call someone to come to let me out and when they get there it's unlocked that's crazy. And I'm like, I'm not making this up. It, the ghost I swear, to get me it stuck. really <laughs> happened to me. Ugh. Um, I actually have two more. I didn't realize I That's had two fine. more. That's fine. Okay. Um, this is a road from Petrolius. Excuse me. Uh, from Rio de Janeiro. Janeiro. I can't pronounce uh, re- re- I know what you're trying to say, but Rio did I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, drivers who have reportedly seen a blonde-haired woman waving her hand up in the air and standing at <coughs> the corner oh my of God. the road. A blonde-haired woman? Oh, my God. Not a lady in white? I know, right? So they would see this girl standing on the side of the road waving them down. And then, you know, they stop, and they go to go question her and be like, Oh, my God, are you okay? She, like, disappears. Oh, And then God. they look Hell down in the no. ditch. And they see her dead in a ditch next to a car. Oh, God. Then they go down there to go help the woman, and then the whole fucking thing just disappears. Yeah, that's probably what happened. She died, and she's trying to get their attention. Maybe she never got found, and that's her trying to be like, hey. Hey, I'm here. Yeah, I read that, and I was like, uh, I would never travel that way again. No, I'd be like, I'm not going to go your way anymore. I would purposely way. go the extra, like, two hours to avoid that yeah. road. Okay, I got one more. This is a grand hotel um, I'm in Brazil. I'm not going to try to pronounce the name because I'm going to butcher it, and I won't even be able to pronounce it. But this hotel has a lot of haunting experiences, um, especially room 204. Visitors have experienced strange coldness and paranormal activity around this place. Excuse me. Um, also, like, knocking and seeing stuff and hearing stuff. Like, another hotel that's haunted. Yeah. All right. Those we are need shorty, to go to. I really want to try to go to some of these, especially here in Texas. 
and do a Well, there's this Texas a road trip, and it, I feel like that would be fun because there's like, Hank, there's yes. Goldman's Bridge. Um, there's a couple of like the famous, famous hotels, too. Yes, because be cool. we could go on the weekends. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. I was going to do my story, but I got to go to the bathroom. Oh. I got to pee really bad. Cool. Do you want to? So we're going to cut the or? we're going to cut the podcast short. We're already almost at an hour. We almost got fifty minutes. So oh, okay, that's pretty good. I can put the my story on the next uh, on uh, episode one hundred eight. Ain't that crazy to say one hundred seven? I know. Where I asked him because I wasn't sure. I was like, "What episode?" And he was like, "One hundred seven. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, time flies. I just want to thank you guys for uh, listening, especially the ones that listen all the time. Yes, but thank Lex- you. Lexi's back. And our numbers are growing. Thank you very much for that. I am glad that even though whenever I like was gone, that it was still pretty good because I felt bad for not being in it. And I was yeah. like, well, the good thing, the numbers are still doing good, though. So Yeah. All right. Well. But remember, we're on Spotify, uh, Stitcher. Uh, we're pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts. And we got our YouTube channel. I've been doing it. So today. we did not record today for YouTube. Yeah, we didn't I do a video today. So, like but I'll still have a, today. I'll still have a video on YouTube. It just won't have us talking. Because usually I got to do a still picture and play our music. Oh, okay. That's how I get past it when I don't do a video. But this has been Ghost Stories from Total from the South. I am your host Stephen Lebooth, and I am your co-host Lexi Lebooth. And we will see you later. Bye. Bye.